Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Chase just makes it happen. You know, he finds a way, especially back there. You know, when he uh, gets to running around a little bit, keeps his eyes down for you. He just creates some things, you know, as a receiver, you just try to, you know, get open and stay open, you know, as far as, like, keep standing on the same page as him and, you know, trying to uh, be at the right place at the right time for him because he's going to trust you to make the play. You just got to beat him. Stefan Diggs talking about Case Keenum, uh, Mackie and Judd, game show Friday, so be listening for directions and have the phone number nearby, 651-646-8255, and you will have a chance to win things and have a little fun with us. We're talking downtown Minneapolis and construction and the Super Bowl coming to town here in a couple of months. And do we think it's a one-off or should for, should the Twin Cities maybe be in the mix for, for multiple? Andrew, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Hey, guys. I think the Super Bowl here is great. Uh, one thing that nobody's really talking about is the catastrophe it would be if the Vikings made it to the Super Bowl financially for the state. Uh, it would take away not 50% of revenue, but it would take a you know, it'd take a huge chunk out for hotels, taxis, airlines. I mean, it'd be a big hit if the Vikings actually made it to the Super Bowl. And worst-case scenario, Vikings versus small market. I don't know. I just, just throw that out there. Nobody's really been talking about it. See what you guys have to say about it. I think people, I, I don't know. I, I see what, what you're saying about a, a fan base, then if the Vikings made it not coming here, I think you'd still do really, really well. I mean, okay, let's say... Let's say it would have been the Rams. Well, keep in mind, this is a pre-planned event now. I mean, you, you've got a lot of people locked in right now. So, yes, I'm sure there would be some packages uh, that would be sold to Rams fans who, who would come here. I don't think it would be a huge hit, though. I think it would be a hit, but not huge. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't put that much so thought into it. So many corporate sponsors and things come yeah. here. I mean, it's it's not it's not like like you're counting on just a fan base to to help you out from a you know revenue standpoint. I hadn't thought about it much because up until like the last couple of weeks, Vikings in the Super Bowl wasn't really a real possibility. Mm-hmm. But uh, it kind of is now, especially if they beat the Rams this week. And the superstar Mike Morris yes. is here with us. Hi, Mikey. Yes. Hanging out, hey everybody, flexing wow. his big tattooed arms. Yeah, I'm got, I got big arms on me. There, no question about it. But I, um, I was running late, iced up out there. You know, we had a couple of emailers say that it wasn't icy and that you are just absolutely full of crap. But they didn't leave their name or their address for you to go beat them up. So that's all right. Uh, well, 
you know, I'm I'm going to find them one way or another. There's a forensic trail somewhere somehow, <laughs> and I will kill them. I side with the emailers. You are full of it. Well, then you can go well, right over there. Just take out take your long. Okay, I, I'm going to have to delay this a little longer. Okay, I'm going to be over here now. All right. Yeah. Reach through the glass and yeah. just grab Dave and the pull him through it. Doesn't even have to worry about it anymore. You're gone. She doesn't have to worry about backing me up. Right I now. like that idea a lot. <laughs> He's been bugging me a lot today. Oh. Unnecessary shots, things like that. So I like this idea. Okay. Well, if you could take care of it for me, I'd really appreciate it. You know, a dream is, you know, without without a plan is only a wish. Mm-hmm. That I'm is going a, over there. Actually, he, that is. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way before. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> if, if we we asked this earlier in the show, let's just dive right into the meat and potatoes here. Mm. If the Vikings. How big is this game for your perception of of how far the Vikings can go? Like they've, you know, that that was a nice win against Washington, really but good. they've played the Joe Flacco Ravens and the Browns and the Brett Hundley Packers and the the Rams are a big boy opponent. If the Vikings were to beat the Rams, how much would that elevate your thoughts on how far they can go? Well, every win in the NFL is a big win for me, but you're right. Uh, some of them have been a little soft, but you can throw in the New Orleans win, but they weren't on track yet. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're on and off all the time. I if if they beat the Rams here, that I think that's a good barometer for, you know, what kind of team you really have. I mean, certainly they've got they've got to be on everyone's radar, not just ours, to to show up at, at a big game. Someone's got to play in the big game. Someone's got to play in it. The idea is to qualify for the playoffs or the tournament, as you the guys tournament. Said. Is that really how like? Do you guys really refer to it as the tournament in the NFL? Ter- that's a great term. I love that. I one. hate I, it. The I, really, I really I love like the tournament. Ah, oh, the tournament. Yeah, I, the, I think it's the good. The playoffs. I just, I'm glad it's not a round robin though. <laughs> okay. Pool play. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, we refer to it as the tournament. Getting to the dance, the big show. Oh, the big show. The big show. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I never good, made Mike. It. Don't, don't back off that. The turning's good. So you've got a a four day period basically. You got Sunday against the Rams, Thursday against Detroit, in which your season could be defined. Because we could, because we could go from saying, okay, Keenum, uh, it got tough and he failed a little bit, and they've gone to Teddy, uh, and they're okay, they're good, but they're certainly not great. But if you beat the Rams, and then you go to, to Detroit and win. The expectations, I think, go from I think they're really good to no, they are really, really good. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, that's even a better way to look at it is to, to beat the Rams here at home. That's a good contest. That's a really good football team. But if you take Detroit, then on a short week, and at their place, right? It's at their place. It is. Oh man, I'm telling you what, that's Detroit. a good. That's of course. Um, that's a. I would think that's the better one-two punch that would say this team is really, really good. And they've got a long week to prepare for. Uh, then they get it's. Uh, is it Atlanta? Yep. Then Carolina. Correct. This is this is the toughest four game stretch. I think if they go two and two in this stretch, even like beat if you beat, well, let's say you lose to the Rams, uh, beat the Lions, and then beat either Atlanta or Carolina, get you to nine wins going into Cincinnati at home. And that's kind of a disaster team this year. Yeah, Maybe the Packers without uh, Aaron Rodgers and then Chicago. Like you're kind of set up to win eleven or twelve games shape. if you want to. Really here. good shape. Yeah, if, if you can take the take the Rams down, and I, I like our chances at that point because and and you can say these kinds of things because we got a good enough defense to do that. Mm-hmm. And we've got when Keenum's on, he looks pretty good. Uh, the receivers are there for him, and he so far has been distributing the football, and they've been catching it for him. So. It, it, this is not looking bad by any means. Here's what I want to see. I want to see you on Sunday contain 
Donald, at least. Aaron Donald's a stud. He's a horse. That one, that one to me is is the intriguing because that's the type of guy who can wreck you. And there's not there's not a lot of guys I don't think look like that. But he's got the ability. I, I think I, I saw a stat. These I think he's forced fumbles in four consecutive games. Three have led to Rams points. If you can stop him, that to me is a huge, huge uh, boost for for this offensive line. I agree. I think I think he's a very special player. Um, you know, there there have been very few that I would liken him to, uh, whether it would be uh, you know Johnny Randall or Indomitian um, Sue when he came out of Nebraska was a pretty dominant player at one time. Uh, Geno Atkins when he's healthy. Uh, the, the, he's a great player, and anytime you got the now you got Elf line. Let's see how good he is. Let's see where where he stacks up. If he can go earn his check, the, I mean, really earn a check. I saw I follow a bunch of like football uh, film nerds on Twitter. It's fun to watch. Like some of these guys now will cut up little chunks of film and put them on Twitter. You can just look at it. Uh, and so somebody posted a Pat Elf line clip. It was somebody who was breaking down offensive line play, and I forget the blog. Wow. And they broke down Pat Elfline, and they show, there was a play last week. You saw this, Judd? Yes. Or swore Elfline, it was a, they dropped back in pass protection. And by the end of it, Elfline had, like, put his guy on the ground on his back in pass protection. Like, jammed him, put the guy on his back, and was, like, standing over him like a boxer or a mixed martial artist. It was amazing. Just a rookie manhandling you know, three techniques, defensive yeah. tackles for other teams. I'm telling you. He's been really good. It's called a pancake. Why know? was he a third-round pick? A center it's in a the good, NFL? Good, How does a, that guy drop to the third round? A lot of the time, I, I mean, a lot of times you don't see these centers going as, as high. It's always a guard or a tackle. Yep. But it's it's such an important position, right? You're communicating. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's tackles, it's right? It's unbelievable. It's left tackles, and then it, it's weird because— Left tackle's big. Because offensive line, it's like executives look at that, and, and they're like— I can find those guys, and I guess that's true to a certain degree, but I've always said, okay, receivers, absolutely, you can draft fifth round, sixth round, they can work. Running backs, same thing. I've never understood, with, with the importance of the line, I've never gotten this whole thing of, ah, we'll, we'll find guys. Well, no, I mean, if you can get a guy, especially a center who makes your line calls, who's imperative to your success, I've never gotten the whole, ah, we'll just find that guy. Yeah, well, you might not. That's been the problem, I think, here for for a while. Has yes. been to sort of put uh, the offensive line issue to the second day. We can always find one, or we can always find, you know, a guard that can play center, or maybe we convert a a guard to tackle. Or you know, no, not really. I mean, number one, you got to you have to find you know uh, an offensive lineman from a system or a, you know a college that has already taught them somewhat of, of what pass pro is. I mean, a lot of people can come off the ball really well, but they can't pass pro in the NFL. So, I mean, you really run into into that that issue, and then you take a center on top of all that. Now, he isn't as as important uh, because he's not always one on one. He's probably always coming in and helping out inside out uh, on pass pro or even run run blocking. But he's got to be smart. He's got to be really smart to play it, and um, he's going to help your quarterback out a lot. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely going to get you in or out of a play if you're calling into a play that's right in the into the teeth of a defense. A center with one word can not only tell the quarterback to get out of it and kill it, and another word says we're going to block it this way to the guys up front. That's all within the snap count. You know, that's that's you got to be pretty sharp and on your toes because they're going to grade you on how many times you blow it on your call as an offensive center. They're going your offensive line coach is going to grade you 
on good or bad color. Why didn't you get him out of this? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so it's it's way more. Star, have you heard the uh, Jared Goff audible calls? Mic'd up? <laughs> no. Yeah, let's not. play this for Star. This is funny. Hey, Elvis! Elvis! Hey, Tupac! Dusty! Tupac! Obama! 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 Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! <laughs> how do okay? How do teams uh, name their audibles? Like, how does that work? You hear Matt Ryan, Judd Brothers up Mercedes all the time. Peyton Manning was Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. How how are those audibles named? You know what? They they they, just, they pick a, a live word that means something to to somebody. Uh, and they ours was pink, pink. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna check into a an audible, pink alerted everything. See, that's that was the, that was the kill. And I don't know. That was with Jack Burns. I think. <laughs> Like Billick had to have a more manly uh, <laughs> feel to it, but, uh, but so uh, pink meant kill the play kill that was the called, play, and, and then here, and here's the new one, and so now you bark mm-hmm. out the new one. It's always on two, you know that the, for us it was. So if you call into an audible, you can assume the snap count is going to be on two. So that's hold your water. It's called hold your water. You got to. But you, don't you, you have go, to change that every game because teams? Yeah, absolutely. So it changes a lot, but uh, Omaha stayed the same for Manning because it was a package. It was here's what we're going to do. I'm calling Omaha now based on what I'm counting up front. And if they if they should stem into another defense late before the snap, I'm gonna give you an, I'm gonna go Omaha and a new one, a new play, and now we're gonna run it. Okay. And he yeah. changed a ton of stuff. He, though, alert, right? alert, alert, you know. Peyton oh. changed because Peyton basically got to the line, surveyed the defense, and yeah. then would just start changing things Absolutely. consistently. The good ones can. I mean, he just makes his he made yeah. his so much more of a of a circus. You know, he he was the first one that was like really, you know, the hand gestures and the, the jump up into everyone's face and talk to offensive linemen. And then he comes over, he talks to a slot receiver, and now he's got all this directional stuff, you know, where he's, uh, you know, directing traffic. Well, I mean, Brady stands there like this. Tom Brady's like, stands still. He he calls it out, like, I'm sorry, you either know it or you don't. We won't play you if you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like if you don't, if you if you want to mess this up, you can stand over there with Bel- uh, Belichick for a while. Yeah, but. I mean, they expect their players to know that stuff. You don't have to come up and like draw it on on the chalkboard for them again. Just get into it and do it. Yeah, it a lot is. of players do. A lot of quarterbacks do that already. It's hilarious. Like Peyton Manning, I, I feel like there are stories about Collinsworth did a great job of illustrating some of the stuff on broadcast where he'd go up and he would make dummy audible calls. So you, they'd really just be running the play that they <laughs> called, but he'd get up there and make the defense think, oh, they're changing, they're changing. No, it's still the same play. Same play. Just try and psych same you play. out. Same play, same play. And then that there are some teams that have been so dominant in the past that they'll walk up, the offensive lineman will walk up, or the quarterback, and just say, we're going to run right here. We're really running right here. <laughs> and try and you stop run it. it right there, yep. and, the, and you run right over the top of them, or pass it right through them. And they're telling you what it is. If you're good, you're good. And it's intimidating. It's really intimidating. Hey, Elvis! Elvis! Hey, Tupac! Dusty! Tupac! Obama! Obama! Is he spotting Obama. all those people in the stands? Hey, Rick Flair. Is, I mean, Elvis, yeah. one, Elvis and it's Montana. I mean, John wow. Yeah, it's John Candy. Look, it's John Candy right there on the biggest drive of the San Francisco Night. I love that yeah. story. That's hey, crazy. It's John yeah. Candy. That's funny. It's good. Hey, I think I see someone right there. That's Obama. You know, there he is. We need three callers. That's right. Three callers to. Uh, should we do three or two, Dave? We could do three. Why three? not? All right, let's do three callers. 651 646 8255. Callers uh, 7, 8, and 9. 
to 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It's Mackie and Judd and our friend, the superstar, Mike Morris. Okay. You got to be in the know to know, you know? You got to be in the know to know, you know? That's why you're listening to Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! Uh, it is Game Show Friday! Yeah. On Mackie and Judd! Let's bring in your yeah. host. Come on, Harrigan. Come on, get Phil Mackie, Judd Zogan, and the superstar himself, Mike Morris! <laughs> Roads are icy. <laughs> Oh, I see. Are the roads white? Oh my God, I see. Were you stuck sliding? Oh, hey, like two three sixties, and I I just. But I, I'm like, I was like, you know, I was kind of like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Of course. Just, but I made it. I mean, I, I just turned them no, a couple times and just kept coming. No, we appreciate I'm that. I'm glad it wasn't like Dale Earnhardt Sr. Because that's, you, that's why I said you wouldn't have made it to the studio. <laughs> wow. Those concrete barriers are rough. Yeah. Not good. I agree. All right. Uh, we have for prizes, we have uh, the first major, a book by John Feinstein. We have a Golic and Wingo hat t-shirt prize pack. A Blu-ray combo pack of Overdrive starring, uh, starring Scott Eastwood, a Growler tour card, and Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 for PlayStation 4, and other assorted shirts, swag, whatever people may want to win. We've got Joe number one on line one. We have Joe number two on line two, and we have Cyrus. And so before Dave uh, gets to the game here, we're going we're gonna to pair up in this regard. Judd, you'll be with Joe. I will be with Joe number two, all right. and then Star will be with Cyrus. Dave, what game will all six of us be playing today? All six of you, Phil, Judd, Star, Joe, Joe, and Cyrus, get ready. Because it's only a few days away for a very special Thanksgiving edition of the 100, nah, <laughs> more like a radio station t-shirt pyramid. Yeah, it's not the $100,000 pyramid because, uh, well, it's budget season. But we have t-shirts and things to give away. It's the pyramid game. So uh, let's bring Joe number one into the fold. Thanksgiving edition, no less. Yeah, there's Thanksgiving some, uh, edition. Some meat and potatoes, maybe? Oh, I get it. These. I get it. So the way that we do this, and Joe, are you with us? I am. Awesome. So you'll be paired up with Judd, and we'll get to Joe number two, and then there's going to be two rounds for each of you, 30 seconds on the clock. So the goal here is for Judd to describe various Thanksgiving-related things to you. Uh, so, like, I'll use a non-Thanksgiving example. If we were gonna, if we were gonna do this for like Judd as the category, I might say, "All right, Joe, uh, Judd's favorite bar," and you would have to say bunnies. And that that would be the point for you. Yeah, or Brits though he might be. Or Brits, whatever, maybe. Yeah. So right. so no, round right. round number one, thirty seconds on the clock, Dave Harrigan. Yes. And uh, if you guys are ready, Judd, you ready? I'm ready. Joe, are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do it. Let's begin. Vikings opponent on Thursday, Joe. Detroit Lions. This is on your Thanksgiving Day plate. Turkey. Nope. Complimentary on your Thanksgiving Day. Mashed potatoes. Nope. Something else. Dressing. Yes. The celebration on Thanksgiving Day in New York is the what? Lighting of the uh, tree. Uh, nope. This is a department store. Involves a department store. Oh, uh, the Macy's Parade? Yes. You gather on Thanksgiving with? Family. The Great Lions uh, running. Ooh. Nicely done. All right. Uh, that would be four correct. That's not terrible in 30 seconds. So, Joe, we're going to put you on hold here. 
Watch me try to get through this segment without hanging up on one of these guys, too. That'll Good be luck. the ultimate challenge. It's icy out there. It is. <laughs> it is icy. Watch out. Watch no, out. Star, I'm, I'm not going to stop. Star, I'm not going to stop you. Put some salt down. Not going to stop you. Put some salt if down. If you want to go in that room, it's if you want to go in that room and take care of business, I'm not going to do anything uh, to we stop want, you. We want to make sure we get through the show, and we can't do that without a producer. So I... Oh, man. Uh, Cyrus, are you with us? Here? Yeah. All right. Your teammate is this big lug in here, the superstar Mike Morris. You think it ain't? Oh, boy. You ever have your ass cooled with a folding chair? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Never gets old. Yeah, Where's yeah, Insta? Yes, yeah, on that one. What do you bench, anyway? Oh, uh, I used to bench, like, 205 in high school. Oh, but I, I wouldn't have even said that now. if that was all you could bench. <laughs> I wouldn't have even said that. I mean, how many times? Uh, once. <laughs> okay. I'm just giving you a bad time, man. I'm giving you a bad time. Come on, man. We're teammates. I mean, let's get along here. Uh, Cyrus, are, are, are you good on the rules, Cyrus? Yeah, I, I'm good. All right, uh, 30 seconds on the clock, Dave Harrigan, and ready, star, go ahead. The bird that you serve on Thanksgiving. Turkey. Uh, wide receiver for the Vikings, number 19, yellow gloves. Adam Thielen. Uh, the moniker for uh, the league that we play, uh, that we watch. The... NFL. Right, uh, the name of the former coach on the video game, it's named after him. John Madden. Uh, what you serve a gravy over the top of? Mashed potatoes. The first people that landed at uh, Plymouth Rock. Pilgrims. Uh, the quarterback. Wow, dude, that is a clinic. Nice. I should have known it had to do with food and football, for God's sake. <laughs> nice, nice of work, Star is going to roll six off there. <laughs> Cyrus with good, good work there, too. Ah, nice job. So Cyrus Thank and you. Star off to a good start. We'll put him on hold. Uh, Joe number two, we have our work cut out for us. We'll, we'll get it done. Okay. All right, uh, we'll see what we got here. It's a six to tie, but we have a second round as well, so we'll uh, we'll try to just stay in the mix here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thirty seconds on the clock, and go. Starting quarterback, Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott. Uh, your favorite NFL team in the Twin Cities here. Vikings. Uh, something you take after eating turkey and tryptophan. Wine. Uh, nope. Uh, sleeping. Oh. Uh... Uh, coffee. <laughs> no, look, look, what do you, so when you close your eyes after, in the afternoon and sleep, it's called oh, a nap. I'm sorry. Nap. Uh, the, your favorite dessert on Thanksgiving. Um, it's round and it's kind of, yep, there you go. Um, quarterback for the Lions. Matt Stafford. Uh, Ooh, okay. Nicely done. Right. Snuck really a five well done. Snuck a fiver in there. Joe, nice job. Yeah, thanks. Ooh, nice job. Well done. Uh, wow. Let's go back to Judd and Joe number one here. Four points for you guys. Star and Cyrus leading with six. Joe number two and me with five. One more 30-second round, Joe. All right. Ready? I am. All right, let's go. Owns the Dallas Cowboys. Very mad at Roger Goodell. Hey, Jones. You, you put ice cream on this dessert. Aye. Is that good enough? More no. specific, please. Pumpkin pie, apple pie. Yes. Uh, you, you go shopping on this day, and you, and you spend all of your money the day after Thanksgiving. Black Friday. This is a former Viking re- receiver that played with Morris, who was a star in 1998. Uh, Moss. A staple of the Thanksgiving Day plate, you have turkey and... Potatoes. Dressing. Stuffing. Uh, I just hangs him out to dry. That wasn't very good. Cranberries. Cranberries. 
Hey, can I have star? Uh, give me the next. <laughs> I'm looking at my plate like there's uh. nine other things on this plate with the turkey. Well, oh, I didn't know how man. to get around cranberries without getting without getting the too color. close. They're red and a fruit. Yeah, thank you. I, uh. I apologize profusely. We still got four. Uh, you did, and you're up to eight. So you are the leaders right now. Judd and Joe, number one, will put you on hold. All right, Star and Cyrus, you guys can can pull away from the field here. Well, here we go then. Yeah, thank God, Judd wasn't my partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think like there's such a separation between how good Star is at this and where me and Judd are at this game. So this Star's is just a professional put, game show. Guy, put though. us away, yeah. Star. Yeah, I give you credit. Well, here we go, go then. Thirty seconds. Uh, team with a star in their helmet. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, another game name for yams. Uh, 22 for the Vikings, a safety. What game do we play out there on, on Sundays? Football. Uh, this is a, oh, man. Jolly Green Giant. Oh, I, I said green. Can't do that. Uh, parents no. of your parents. Parents Grand of parents. your Okay. Uh, mashed potatoes and? Gravy. Wow. wow. Such a clinic. I said green. I'm sorry. I was trying to get you to go with green. Uh, what was it? Green bean so casserole. Man, I said jolly green giant, so I messed that up. Um, that's impressive. That's so that- six more for a 12 spot with the superstar Mike Morris and Cyrus. Uh, so they have bumped Judd and Joe. Joe, stay on hold. We're going to get you a prize of some kind. But uh, Joe, number two, you and I need we need seven to tie Star mm. and Cyrus. Ooh. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Let's go. Uh, Thanksgiving is a, just like Christmas oh, is a. Holiday. Uh, wide receiver for the Lions used to be at Notre Dame. Uh, uh, Golden Tate. Uh, you like, uh, it's it's the thing that you do on Friday after Thanksgiving. Shop. Yes. Um, something that you hit, uh, God dang it, uh, the leg of a turkey. Uh, yeah. Drumstick? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you give nice. blank on on blank giving. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, was good. that was good. That was really good. Blank, blank, on, blank, blank giving. on blank giving. Nice. Wow. It's it's all that was... valiant effort, but superstar and Cyrus. Nice work. <laughs> well done. <laughs> all the blank on blank giving. Although oh, I man. do have to protest because on this game show a long time ago, I said the word. Uh, that like Mike did with Green, and you eliminated me immediately, Harrigan. Well, eliminated the answer. The probably. answer. No, no, no. He ended it. You ended. He ended it. <laughs> no, that's yes, wrong. No, it's no, no, it's not. It's absolutely true. You <laughs> ended it. You wow. ended it right there, and I lost automatically. Uh, you find the audio evidence. I'll believe you. But Chris for Long now, was here that day, and you and you ended the show. At that you point. gassed him. Yeah, <laughs> ended the show. And you did. I just turned he it over to GL. He, <laughs> and he ended the part of the show at that point. I'm uh, just telling you. Well, uh, if we okay, if we took away those two extra points from Star, they still beat oh, you and Joe by two points. I don't want to take away from Star. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. There's that. Uh, Joe number two will put you on hold. Thank you guys for playing the ten dollar or state fair T-shirt pyramid. <laughs> Pretty cool. Very impressive stuff. That's cool. Dude, that was a clinic, man. Yeah, you're good. Thank you. It was a clinic. Uh, That was fun. Dave's got some questions for us when we come back, right? I mean, I think questions is going to make an appearance. (laughs) Questions can't give it up. Yes. (laughs) And then at some point before the end of the show here, Judd will serve out Mm -hmm. his punishment for losing in last week's quarterback cesspool challenge. Mackie and Judd and Superstar. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. It's weird, it smells, and it's embarrassing. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN.
Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Mackie and Judd hanging out with the superstar, Mike Morris. You can find his Star Power podcast on 1500ESPN.com slash podcasts. Uh, on the new mobile app for iPhone, we're going to have the Droid version out very soon. And also on iTunes or anywhere else. So Dave's got some questions for us here. Yeah, I do. And Joe, who I haven't spoken to yet, hang on. I'll get you in just a minute to get your information and get the prize from the game show, even though you were paired with Judd, which is really unfortunate. Uh, this is a question from a guest <laughs> questioner. What does that even mean? Take, taking pot shots. No, yeah. it means that he was stuck with you, he lost, but we still give him a prize, which is... All right, we... get, to, get to the question. All right. Roger. Judd's going to punch you through the glass. Judd get, and Star at the same time. Get to the question. All right, excuse me, not Roger. Greg. Greg called me a little while ago and said, hey, I have a question for the boys. Maybe you can include this. And it was such a good question relating to the Super Bowl conversation we had that it is being included in questions. You talk about the Super Bowl being played probably as a one-off here in Minnesota because we got our new stadium, but probably going back to warm weather climates for the most part. But the question is... When do you think and where would it be a Super Bowl being played outside of the United States? <laughs> wow. Um, oh. uh, well, I know like Mexico City and anywhere in London are the areas that they're playing NFL games, right? So I guess like Wembley Stadium. Yeah, and the Jaguars are going to move. And the Jaguars will move when? Two years or something? Five. Five years. Yeah. But it just, there just seems it, it's such an American sport that holding the championship of the sport anywhere but one of the NFL stadiums in the you know in in the fifty would be I don't know that's a it's a good question but I just I don't now if the NFL expands to Europe they'll probably put a they'll, you know if the Jaguars go to Europe mm-hmm. they'll put a Super Bowl in their stadium at some point just because that's what they do sure but uh, it's a good question I think that if you put the, the championship of the National Football League in Europe or anywhere else other than than the United States to give the people who and 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 these cities that make so much money and so much revenue you know that that is generated from the the couple weeks that uh the Super Bowl is in that particular city I think you just rob your own country don't you I mean you can't put it over there I mean I they will they will because the NFL owners, I don't think, care about who gets the money other than themselves. What, what's the weather like in London in February? In all seriousness, not amazing. I mean, it's definitely. I don't I've think it's Minneapolis. I've never but, been there. All right, uh, but it's it's cold. They have seasons, right? And I and another thing too. What time the game is always at like five fifty or five thirty? I mean, that you, so you have throw to your play game it. time off a lot too here here in the states. Yep. So if you started that game, let's all right. Well, if you if you wanted to play it at five o'clock uh, Central Time. In the United States, you'd have to hold that game at midnight in London, right? So you'd have to play the game at like seven o'clock yeah, p.m. prime point. time in London, and then yeah. the game would start. The Super Bowl would start at noon on a Sunday. And if you moved, wow, that's so weird. So, and if and when the Jaguars, for instance, move there, that's going to be a huge deal. I bet we're talking thirty years down the road. I mean, just to move, move that, just to move the team there would be a huge deal in and of itself. Don't so you, you think wouldn't that's a shot in the foot, though? For, I mean, don't you think the, the most people in the, in the United States would have a fit over that, and yes. would that would that would that be uh, a collective meeting with all the owners and uh, and stomp that out before it even happens? Because I don't, I can't imagine this country saying, "Wait, you're taking our Super Bowl over there." Yeah, 
Are you kidding? I and, mean, I, I think that they would shoot themselves in the foot, and, and I think that maybe that may have a residual effect down the road for years to come in the NFL. I mean, the fans may just say, oh, really? You know, and, and if you did that, though, I don't think you would do it into a climate where, at least not, not for a long time, where it could be rainy and sort of cold and people would be miserable. You, you know, if anything there's else. A lot, there's a lot of downside right there. I could, I could actually see them doing that. In like Hawaii, like they used to do with the Pro Bowl, and maybe they still do the Pro Bowl there. Um, but don't I mean another country? I mean that was the question, though. I can't, yeah. you know. I mean you can see what, what they've got their minds and their eyes set on. By the way, they do these. It's it's always London and uh, and Mexico City, and there used to be well, mm, was Tokyo ever a really big thing? I played in Tokyo and I played in Berlin once too. You played in I, Tokyo, huh? Yeah, like for the Vikings or yeah. Yeah, preseason Vikings game, right? Yep. Because oh, the Vikings yep. played a bunch of, or not a bunch, but they they played a few preseason games like that. Several. But it, that, that kind of felt like I think the you're radar, right, Phil Star. The, the more I think about this, the logistics, the ratings would go down the country, too. If you, if you held the, the game weather, at noon Central yeah. Time, the ratings would, would. I think you're right. For sure go down. I, I, I really think they. Good point. They're smart. They know better than maybe doing that marketing wise. Fast forward to about 3.15 Sunday afternoon when vent line is hitting the air and Judd starts pounding on the keyboard, giving his latest great takes and outstanding column on the Vikings' uh, performance. Don't try to suck up to me now. Not at all. I was actually being facetious. Uh, don't try and suck up. Don't try, don't try and suck some up. tension between you guys today. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead, get get the rest of the question. Out. All right, I was just making sure you got. Go, oh my God! Get the rest, get the rest of the question. Oh, out. I, I want you, another inspired question from you. Have you oh. jumped ahead in your mind now? Jeez. Another inspired bit of producer. You guys need counseling. This is all supposed to be fun and games, and you get there's something deeper here. I'm, I hope you've all advanced your minds now to that. So the Vikings game is over, and you are staring at the stats from the game. You're looking at that stat sheet. For all that happened, give me in your mind what you think Jared Goff's stat line will look like against the Vikings defense and whether it will be better or worse than Case Keenum's. Ooh, interesting. Who's going? Well, I can tell you the Vikings defense this season is among the top teams at making opposing quarterbacks look bad. Uh, the Jaguars are number. The Jaguars only allow like 150 yards per game through the air, but Vikings opposing quarterbacks against the Vikings only have about an 80.8 passer rating, which is Christian Ponder like. So the Vikings defense is turning the average quarterback that they face so far this season into Christian Ponder. So I don't think Jared Goff. I mean, he's he's had a good season. They've schemed well for him. Uh, that's a very good set of weapons he has around him. I don't think he's going to go bonkers in this game. So I'm going to say it's a very Christian Ponder-like performance where maybe you don't give the entire game away, but he's going to take some sacks, and he's going to mostly be relegated to conservative play, and um, they're going to have to grind it out. They're not going to go for 320 yards through the air against this Vikings defense. So I've got it. I've got the stat line. If the Vikings are to win this game, I would uh, point to uh, Jared Goff's line on October the 15th against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which is probably better th- than the Vikings, but there's some com- comparisons there. 11 to 21, 124 yards, one touchdown, no picks. So let's say he does. He let's say he improves on that slightly, but not a ton. Let's say he completes 14 passes, throws 25 times. 175 yards, a touchdown. But I think it's close to, if they're going to win, it's going to be close to something like that. 
I I don't think he'll go crazy unless he's in catch up mode and now he's trying to yeah he'll he'll have to throw the football more. But if the Viking offense doesn't do anything and that and the Ram defense gets us off the field too many times too efficiently, that puts the the defense in a position where they're going to get tired at the end of the game and now they can start lighting it up. Uh, the Rams that is. So I mean you can if you get a defense really tired. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is if we have a really balanced attack offensive and defensively then we'll keep the Rams down because our fresh defense c- can hold with anybody. And uh and in that and I would say uh Goff is probably good for you know probably one or two decent hookups. He's been pretty good down the field. Um I I, I you know he'll throw the ball 35 times anyway. Hmm. Okay. And you know he'll, he's he'll complete uh 23 of those uh for 240 yards. One touchdown, one pick. Those are very specific from you two, and I hope one of them is exactly correct. I think we'll get one from him. I think we'll take exactly one Exactly correct. Yeah. Earlier this morning, Mike and Mike celebrated their final show together. 18 years. The morning show at ESPN Radio. Wow, it's a heck of a partnership. Heck of a partnership. Greenberg and Gold. Some people and, get along really well. Yeah. And yep. it, you yeah. know, Some brought don't. to mind... A lot of guys in this room, just right across from me. You three, they've worked with several people. You've been up and down the dial. Hmm. No. Humans compete. We like rankings. Phil and Judd rank them on 1500 ESPN. Let's get it uncomfortable. You cannot (laughs) name anybody else in this room, okay? Top radio partners you've worked with. Give me a top three. Not necessarily partner, but you know what I mean. Someone so you've I worked choose, close with in I radio. I can't choose top partners back to the strip. Someone that you've ever worked with. Well, yes. can Judd use Access Vikings? AccessVikings.com. Oh. That's good enough. Well, sure. then that changes Why everything. One, two, Let's start with Judd then with, three. with this one. I want to see which one of your, your Star Tribune workers you leave out of this. Well, I only worked with Seifert and Scoggins, right, on the Vikings beat full time. All right. Uh, there are enough people here. What's that? But enough people here aside from just us. Rookie, Roycey, Reavers, Fun, Dubay. Yep. All right. Number three, I am actually going to pick my my second partner here, Dubay. Dubay. I've always said, said this about Jeffrey. Radio instincts, he was fantastic. He had he had the ability to see things that I couldn't. And I learned a lot about the in, inner workings of things that I wasn't even Looking for before him. So I would say number three debate. Number two. I'm going to go with uh, Chip Scoggins. Access Vikings took off with Chipper. AccessVikings.com. Chipper. Access Vikings. I love Chipper. Chip Scoggins is two, and that's because. Number one. I think Phil and I are going to have the same number one. Although I only do Saturday morning sports talk with Patrick. Patrick Royce has been a fantastic influence on my career, on my life. Uh, what one of the most generous, best people who hides behind the facade of a curmudgeon, Patrick Royce, he would be number one. That was, uh, yeah, it was that was kind of touching, Frank. I didn't expect the touching tribute there. Oh yeah, he's a great. I love Patrick. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna save the best for last and let Star go last on this one and let him oh, continue yeah. to think about this. <laughs> he's he's, he's stupid. <laughs> his brain for twenty. Got you got him. You got him. You got him. Uh, Number three. Uh, number three for me is I think Dave wants a little more. I think Dave's trying to pull something here that he wants a little more uncomfortable. But I'm gonna uh, number three is Tom Pelissero. 
Tom and I did for, I don't know, nine months or 12 months, we did a six o'clock to seven o'clock show together. We worked together on all the digital content for uh, three or four years on 1500ESPN.com. And so Tom Pellicero remains a great friend to Number this two. day. Number two, Henry Lake. Makes wow. my list number two. Oh, that's good. So I produced for Lake for a long time, and, and H. Lake and I remain good friends to uh, to this day. Uh, in fact, if we're going to get all emotional and touching, Lake and I went out and uh, had a lengthy dinner and some drinks after my mom passed away, and we just caught up on life because nice. he was around my age when his mom passed away, and so so he still we still number hang up. And number one, even though he blocked me on Twitter, is Patrick Royce. Of, he thinks we did the show together for like seven months. It yeah. was actually four years. How long we worked together? A forty-year age gap between us. And he blocked uh, and you he on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Yeah, this I'll week. tell you that story later. Jeez, He's why, too thin-skinned. Listen, why can't we share now? <laughs> listen, the guy can the guy can dish out punches, but he can't take them. He's still number one on my list. So, all right, star. Wow. Um, number three. Number three, uh, Tom Bernard. Tom Bernard. I've uh, done a morning radio with him uh, for a couple of years on Fridays and, and then Mondays also. For, so I uh, I was a contributor on, on that show. And he took me out to Vegas uh, twice for uh, the big, uh, can I say it? KQ morning show. Oh, you can uh, the see big, it. The big, uh, the big uh, parade out there to, to, to Vegas. So that was fun too. But uh, Tom, Tom was good. Two. I learned a lot from him. Uh, number two, Ben Holson at 105 The Ticket. He and I had our own gig over there for a while. Um, uh, it was called uh, Radioactive Sports. Cool. And uh, so Ben Holson, a good friend, good buddy of mine, and uh, just a great guy and a, and a good worker, good radio um, personality. I mean, he, he got it. He understood it. Yeah. And uh, Superstar's number one favorite former radio number one. partner is? So easy. Uh, the reason I loved radio so much, I think uh, a common man, Dan Cole, the common man. I love the guy. Uh, I still do to this very day. And uh, he was so funny. He was so witty. He could do he mm-hmm. could do things with a, a snippet out of the newspaper that no one in this town can do. I mean, he's he's genuinely very funny. He's a good man. Uh, no, I know Tater really well and his kids. Uh, so, Common Man Dan Cole, I did seven years of radio with him. There it is. See, you know, it's that honesty was, radio right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't get that from us. a lot of very nice owns right there. Uh, Bingo. We're up against the clock here. When we come back, Judd's going to close the show by serving out a punishment from last week's quarterback cesspool challenge. And uh, Superstar, stay close by because we're going to need your help on this as well. Mm. It's uh, Mackie and Judd. Luther Brookdale Toyota has all new Camrys on the lot right now. In fact, the 2018s, uh, there are some amazing upgrades. The 2018 Camry looks incredibly sleek and sporty. I love that S uh, that SE Sport model. You can get into a brand new Camry or a brand new RAV4 right now for $199 a month. Uh, with just a very reasonable down payment. Find out how and go in for a test drive. Go see my friends in that showroom area. They've shown me uh, multiple generations of Toyotas throughout my life. I started going to Luther Brookdale Toyota the day I turned 16 in 2001, if I'm doing my math right. And uh, my family's been going there for 30-plus years. And the 2018s, it's amazing, the most durable vehicle in the world. Those are Toyotas. They keep getting better and better year after year. And there are no better collections of people in the industry than the ones you're going to find at Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. They need it now. Mackie and Judd now continue. They want it now. On 1500. Get it on. ESPN. Mackie and Judd. A few more minutes left here on a Friday. You can find Vikings Ventline 
Right after the game is over on Sunday, Vikings and Rams and the superstar Mike Morris and I will take your phone calls as long as you want to chime in. We took, it was like two hours after that Redskins game of just straight full phone lines. Two hours, long one, longest one yet. And we don't, we took like one commercial break in two hours. So uh, Red Cow, Red Rabbit, Powers, uh, that whole thing for us. So looking forward to it. I think we ran an hour and a half almost, which is a record for me. Hour and a half. Talking about this radio time that we've done. Uh, throughout the years, but uh, an hour and a half is the longest segment, even yeah. podcasting. You, you I peed mean, seven times just sitting there. You I couldn't did. take a bathroom break. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable, and, and the mess, it just still reeks over here. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, so That's we have awesome. a couple minutes left in the show here, right. and uh, it's time now for Judd Zolgad to warm up the vocal cords <clears> as <throat> part of our quarterback cesspool challenge where we try to pick every week the worst quarterbacks uh, for each week in the NFL. Judd lost last week. I lost this morning, and so I did sports updates from 6 a.m. until 9 uh, Judd will now grace us yep. with his rendition of the Canadian National Anthem, O Canada. Yes. All right. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Sing along with me at home. All right. This is Judd, right. Judd Zolgad serving out his, right. his uh, the, punishment. Let's go. Can't wait. Of O Canada. Dave, do we have some music for this? We absolutely do. Hit it, maestro. Canada. Stop that. Our home and native land. True patriot love in all thy sons command. With glowing hearts we see thee rise. The true north strong and free. Stars bright From far and wide, oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land. Glorious and free, oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Well, how dare you? Oh, you don't even respect Canada, what you're doing. Canada, we stand on guard That was tougher. That was tougher than I thought it would be. That little minor chord at the end there. Oh, that's that's not easy. You got some some pipes on you. I hope everyone sang along with me at home like I encouraged them to. (laughs) We uh, we, we gave Star a paddle if he wanted to spank you, but he said he he didn't want to come over. I was smart uh, enough not to stand up, Stars. Do you see that? You didn't know that was coming, did you? or did you? I don't think he did. I don't think so. Well, either That's way. That's a nice pal. Uh, Judd's back Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow. Star and I, Bye. Vet Line on Sunday. We'll see you guys on Monday. Boom.